Welcome to Ability Stories Podcast, where we discuss the successes, challenges, and stories of people with disabilities. I'm your host, Tara Briggs. To contact me, please send an email to abilitystories at gmail.com. Let's talk about your blog. Um, For those who haven't read it, talk about what inspired you to start writing it. Okay, well, the blog came along um, pretty quickly after I was diagnosed. I had always in the past thought about writing a blog, um, health and fitness related, but I was the one that always said, I don't have time. I don't have time, and, you know, I, I don't know how to start it. It's too much. I don't have time. So I never did, and I tell you, I had a friend who lost her husband um, literally the same week I was diagnosed. And as the month or two or three went by after that particular September, she would write just these long posts on Facebook. I mean, long, long, grieving widow, blah, blah, blah. And it was it was heartbreaking. It was very sad. It was devastating. And, it, I, you know, I, I never want to imagine what that kind of loss is like. But it got to the point where I was like, oh. There she is again. And it would be something really long. And I'd kind of scroll by. I'd start scrolling by because it was like, oh, it's another, you know, it's another post. And I thought, you know, I, I'm starting to kind of write about my stuff going on. And if I'm kind of getting a, a little bit, you know, you know, wanting to skip her posts because it's just one more long post of the same thing, you know, maybe I'll write a blog and I can create a link and if they want to click the link, they can go read my blog. If they don't, it's not cluttering up somebody's news feed. Okay, awesome. So I thought, yeah, 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 maybe I'll do that. And because uh, I've always been very open, I'm, like I said, I'm extroverted. I know, still hard to believe after listening to this. And you know what? <laughs> I, nobody, nobody around me, again, knew any blind people, you know, looping back to our beginning here. Nobody knew what to do with blind a blind person. I was learning how to not only help myself, but to how to help my friends help me. That I think that makes sense. Because they didn't know how to help me. Yeah, yeah. So I thought, and they had no idea what I was going through. They were, a lot of my really, really close friends were, they were as devastated as I was. And um, so I decided um, I was going to put it out to the world. And I was going to do this with a blog. And I hadn't really been open about what was going on with me. They knew I was losing vision and I was, you know, going blind and all that. But I'd never said it was LHON. I never, you know, it's hereditary. That means it involves family members and all of that. And I was kind of just keeping it to our, our family for a while. So I decided to put it out there. And in January of 2014, again, I was diagnosed just a few months prior, I pressed publish and out it went, and it was the first blog. It was, um, uh, I forget, I'm forgetting what it was called right off the bat, but it was Ready or Not, oh yeah, Ready or Not, Here I Am. Because it was like, if you're ready to hear this, or you're not ready to hear this, I'm coming out. Like, I'm coming out of the blind closet. I don't know. So I, you know, came out with jazz hands and went, here I am, I'm blind, this is what happened, and there you go. And I hoped somebody might read it. Maybe two people. I don't know. I was hoping for somebody to read it. And it was a hit. My people were pouring out of the woodwork going, oh, my gosh, we loved it. Oh, my gosh, Maria, this is so great. You know, the way you wrote about, you know, what has happened to you was, oh, we love, you know, they loved it. They loved it, loved it, loved it. Or 
thank you. I didn't know this had happened. Thank you for letting me know the way you let us know and describing it and explaining it and, and all that. And so I was really encouraged to do, well, I'm going to write another one. I, I think I'm going to I'm write another one. So I did. And it actually has been very, very, very well received. It, it really has. And um, um, for the most part, it's, it's been um, it's been really an enjoyable experience, and it has opened opportunities for me to, um, you know, I do another podcast called the LHON Report. Um, I do radio over in the UK for the RNIB, and they discovered, you know, Girl Gone Blind on Twitter, which led them to my blog, which led them to contacting me to do a segment on their radio program one day a week. So it has, you know, it's been a great outlet for me to let people know what's going on in my life, but then also to educate what it's like um, to go unexpectedly blind. Um, and I hope that people can relate to it or at least have an understanding about what it's like if they have a blind family member or friend. They can also get a feel for, wow, I didn't realize that it would be that hard not to see faces anymore. Yeah, oh, so yeah, talk, about, talk about, like, there were, there were a couple entries that really struck me, um, and one was one was the one where you talked about um, driving and you know just that what that's been like giving that up and then uh, you know you've written a few and then the other one was um, the few that you've written about faces so talk about talk about those well in the beginning the blogs are they're pretty dark um, because I was going through such you know I was going through this transition of trying to come to grips with um, you know losing my vision and you know I do talk about the depression and the anxiety and missing my children missing seeing my children's faces and um not being able to drive and you know all the little things you know that you take for granted when you have full sight and you know I said you know look around you right now you know what be thankful for that I'm telling you because tomorrow it could start to blur you know I mean yeah yeah Probably not, but just, you know, it could, um, you know, you could, you know, again, if I'd have known this was going to be happening or if I'd got some clue, I was actually going to lose vision and not think that they were just going to fix me. I would have been in my kids' faces. I would have been, they would have been annoyed with me day in, day out. Cause I'd be like, let me look at you. Let me look at you with clear vision, um, knowing it would maybe go away. Do you still so, miss them? You know. Because I, you know, for yeah, me, I, I don't really care that much about being blind. Um, there's just, yeah, it's just been so much a part of my life that it's not that big a, bit, a deal. But the one thing that I, if I could see one, I, I would like to know what my kids look like. Because people tell me that my, like my daughter, they told me, you have said my daughter's pretty, but I don't know what, she's pretty to me, but she's pretty in her personality. She's pretty yeah. in her voice, but I don't know what she looks like. And I'm, it's not a huge deal for me, but it is something that I yeah. would like to see. Sure, absolutely. It's your child, you know, and of course you would. And I do, um, I do miss, I, okay, so I did write a blog about you can't replace a face. Yeah. And I wrote that, I wrote that after I came back from a family event. I think it was a, it was a wedding. It was a wedding, a family wedding. And, you know, I had the, you know, I felt great. I had a great dress on and now, you know, I, I was, it was fun. I had a great time. But I left there still I felt a little sad because I still missed the people that I was sitting right next to because I couldn't register that, that visual check 
check, I see you. Mm-hmm. And I, I couldn't take that away. No matter how many laughs and good times and, you know, having a glass of wine, Maria, here you go, and all this stuff I had, I couldn't check off the list that I saw them. So again, part of just part of making the flipping the switch, you know. Yeah. So how, do, um, how does that work? Because you talked about flipping the switch with band or flipping the switch with other parts of your life. So talk about talk about that. Yeah, I think that you you know you have to flip the switch to seeing people in different ways, and yeah. um, I think that um, you know uh, you have spoken them about this on on your other podcast that I've listened to. And you do, one of your friends actually said, her son actually picked up on this as a, as, at a very young age, was that, you know, you, it's not just what the person looks like, it's, it's what they look like inside. And, um, and that was something that I had to start, and I wasn't judgy, I'm not trying to say that, go there, I, I wasn't judgy and, and all of that, but you know what, I, you take someone at face value, <laughs> and, you, and, you, and you walk away, um, now... I can start stand talking to somebody and they could just, you know, I mean, they could look horrendous, you know, hair out of whack, whatever, whatever. I'd be like, Oh my God, she is the most beautiful person. <laughs> She's so sweet. I know. And you, you know, you I take mean, them in stories and personality value. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And their heart and their soul and their compassion and their kindness. And, um, I wrote a blog about the kindness of strangers and we were, you know, this friend of mine who has cancer and we've been hanging out lately. She lives down the street. Um, she, we go out and about just to get out of the house and have fun and she can drive and I can't and I can make her laugh and, you know, it's all good. And this gentleman, um, this really nice guy, this, that, had no idea what he looked like, but I felt he looked like a teddy, I mean, the feeling I got from him was a big, fuzzy teddy bear kind of a guy. That's mm-hmm. the feeling I was getting. And he was so sweet and nice and wasn't creepy and weird, nothing like that. Well, anyway, a friend, um, we did have someone take our picture because I knew I go, oh my god, this is a blog. I mean, this was such a great experience, the kindness of strangers, and it was so great. So I had someone take a picture so I could use it in my blog. And when I actually got home, I blew it up on this. I have a huge monitor on my computer, huge. I blew it way up, and I'm like, oh my god, he's a total teddy bear. <laughs> and my friend who was, you know, who could see, she's like, oh. He, he was burly and he was, he was just huggable. And I'm like, that's totally the vibe I was getting from him. It was a teddy bear. And, um, so that's, you know, that's the vibe. And if, and if somebody's, you know, negative Nelly or whatever, man, I'm just like, you're, I don't care. You could be gorgeous. I'm like, you are so ugly. You are awful. You're hideous. And I don't want to be around you. And, um, you know, and so, yeah, I do. It's flipping that switch and learning to enjoy to be in the presence of people and not to discount the the moments and the experiences um, because you can't see their face. So you have to just, you know, again, it's putting that aside because that's just not going to change and bringing in what does make the moment worthwhile. And, and I guess maybe filling in the gap. I mean, you know, you're not going to replace the face. But what could maybe fill in the gap? Okay, maybe listening to them differently. Um, uh, you know, make the laughter between you and a friend, you know, replaces, you know, you know, they're smiling and laughing and just, you know, know in your mind, they're smiling and laughing because they're, they are, you just know yeah, they are. Yeah, sure. And, um, but <laughs> some of my friends are like, so you haven't seen me in like three years. I'm like, nope, no, haven't seen you in three years. They're like, 
that's so great. (laughs) (laughs) And I go, yeah, you will forever be when I last saw you, you know, um, she goes, Oh good. Thank God. Because my hair is gray and getting grayer and, you know, and they, they think it's fantastic. And I'm just like, yeah, but again, like my mom, you know, she's getting older. She's 83 and I would love to see my mom's face again. And, you know, again, because, you know, when they're no longer here, I really want, I really want to see that face. And, um, and yes, going back to the kids, if I had my choice and I could for two seconds, well, more than two seconds, 30 seconds, let's say, have both kids in front of me and really look at them for clearly, I would take it in a heartbeat, in a heartbeat. So and, um, yeah. Why, like, I mean, so this might be kind of an odd question. Um, for me, I kind of want to see my kid's face because I'm sort of curious, but, like, I mean, it's just not that big of a deal. So somebody who's never seen, why does it matter? I know that's a dumb, that's, that's like a totally dumb question, but since I've never seen, I don't know. Like, why does it matter to you? Um, I guess why it matters to me is because, maybe because I have been able to see them. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so two sides here. I have been able to see them. I know what they look like, and I've had that time of being able to see them. But I guess I want to see how they may be changing. Mm-hmm. They're growing up. They're becoming adults. Um, this this is going to be a weird one. My son, all of a sudden he's in a piercing. Okay. He'll come over and my daughter like, Oh my God, what's in your nose? (laughs) And you're like, I want to see that. Sure. Sure. And I'm like, can I touch it? He's like, no mom, I just got it done. And I'm like, Oh, I want to touch. What is it? What is it? You know, or the ear, whatever. And I told him, look, do you, you know, there's certain things that you cannot pierce. And I'm like, if you ever pierce those, I'm going to kill you. But you know, I mean, that's just one little silly situation. No, no, no. I, I get it. I would like to, the pe- people's appearance like is a part them. of who they are. It's a part of who they are. And, um, you know, like my daughter's just like, oh, my gosh, mom, my hair. Look, it's so cute right now. Yeah. And I'll say, oh, my gosh, it is gorgeous. And maybe I might feel it, you know, or whatever. It, They're used to me feeling. It's not the same. It's not the same. And I would love to see, I, I just want to see them growing into adults and, you know, just how they're how they grow up more um because maybe because I always thought I'd be able to and now I can't so now I really want it you know it's like you're on a diet you can't eat chocolate cake so now you really want the chocolate <laughs> right, cake right okay sure I really want to see my kid's face so um yeah you know I've had the taste of it I've had a taste and man it's it was good it was good that was yummy chocolate cake I really would love to have a, one more bite you know but I really you, would love to have one more bite do you flip the switch with your kids Meaning, like, it doesn't bother me anymore? Meaning, you find ways to compensate. Meaning, oh, you find yeah. ways oh, to yeah. still... Oh. Just like like the like going to the band concert. You know, you can't yeah. see them, but you still find that you still love the music. Yeah, I do. I do, I do. But what I want to find myself not doing is not caring at all. There's a fine line, I think, somewhere, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know if I found it yet or not, where I can care too much about what I can't see, but I don't want to get to the point where I don't care too okay. much about don't see um i don't know because personally for me i would feel like gosh maria don't you care about anything like that's just my mental mind talking um okay for instance um you know my husband wants to do some remodeling to the house okay great fine um you know the kitchen counters whatever there's nothing wrong with them they could be updated but nothing wrong with them and part of me is like oh that would be really cool 
um, can't really see the granite that we were shown or whatever. But I'm like, it doesn't really matter to me what the counters look like. It counters. I don't really care. But then I thought, am I not caring too much? Why wouldn't it be nice to have granite countertops? So it's like, now I know that's a weird example, but. No, you know, I, of, I see what you're saying. Yeah, you're part still, of me doesn't really care. Be, you still want to be a part of things. I still want to care enough to show some, you know, some concern and have some value to it. But, you know, do I, I'm not going to base my happiness in my life because I have a granite countertop versus a plain white countertop. I'm not, that's not, that's not going to make or break me. Um, So I guess going along with um, the kids, it's, you know, if I could, you know, I, to see them would be great. Obviously, that would make me happy. But I don't want to get to the point where I think like, well, if I saw my kids or not, it doesn't really matter to me. Hmm. Um, because it does matter to me. And if I could, I knew it would make me happy. But I don't ever want to. I don't ever want to not get to the point where I'm numb inside about it. I'm numb. And I guess maybe that would be more of a coping mechanism. I guess hmm. if I just went numb about it, um, I always want to care. Of course, I always want to care. Um, but I don't want to go numb just to cope and cover up those feelings of um, not caring, I guess. Does that make sense? I don't sure. Know. I, I think what you're saying is, you is know, part, yeah. of, part so. of losing your sight is that there's going to be times when it's what you can't see is just going to hurt and you still want to be okay with that. Yes. Yes, I do. I want to be okay with that. And um, I don't want it to rule my life. No, but, um, but I, that's part of the experience and you want to accept okay. that about yourself. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. And I want to acknowledge, I want to acknowledge it and, and I want to accept it. And, yeah. um, and I, that's a two part process for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think so because it, it seemed, I, I've loved your stories because part of it is, part of it is flipping the switch. It's seeing the world in a new way. It's getting, you know, mm-hmm. seeing there's still stuff to be happy about. And there's part of it that's just like this, this is a difficult moment and I'm just going to accept that. And I think, I think we still, you still have those when you're, I mean, when you've been disabled your whole life, you still have moments where, um, you think, you know, this is hard. I, I was at, um, Zion's park with my husband, uh, about a year ago and we were, we were walking around on a wheelchair accessible trail and it was a neat, it was a neat experience because, you know, the government runs it. So they've mm-hmm. done as much as they can to make it wheelchair accessible. But there was a guy that was rock climbing and Tyler said, if I were able to, I would love to do that. Yeah. And yeah. So it yeah. Just, it's just it, one of those it, moments where you just let yourself. It's a moment. Think, yeah. You, and you let yourself feel the moment and then you come out of it, you know, right. and, and, and it's important to, to go in it, and it's important to come out of it. And it's some people th- never come out of those moments, and and that those are the the sad stories, you know, that we've probably both heard. But um, but you you come out of it, and you shake it off, and you're like, okay, well, let me enjoy what I am doing right now, you know. And instead of projecting or trying to write the end of your story or trying to think too far in the future, um, cans and the can'ts. Because those are what, you know, really are, can be debilitating mentally. And, um, I mean, we already, we have enough things we got to worry about and enough things we have to work around. You know, you know, you, you, you can't add stuff 
you can't add to it. Um, Or at least try not to, at least try not to. I mean, it's human nature to want to look up and go, I wish I could rock climb. Um, It's human nature. Um, And it's just, it's just going to, it's just going to creep in. It, It just is. Yeah, and I think I think it's part of self-compassion to let yourself accept that there are moments when it's okay to grieve. Yeah, yeah. But it's also and part of self-compassion to not let yourself live that way because that's no kind exactly. of a life. <laughs> oh, right, 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 right. It's a pick, self-compassion, which is picking yourself up, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, I mean, Tara, you've been—I um, don't know how old you are, but you know, you were you've been you know blind, you know, from thirty-four. Okay, mm-hmm. so very young age. Um, I mean, even now. Do you, you know, you said you have those moments where you go, gosh, you know, this is hard and I'm, I'm just not having, I'm not having a good day about this. And it's due to not being able to see, you know, or have sight loss. Um, I think that's a really good question. <laughs> We're turning the tables, but, um, I, I think for me, it isn't the loss of sight. It's the way I'm treated. Okay. So yeah. every once in a while, there's pains in the butt, like, oh, I wish I could drive. I, I will totally, I, I, I allow myself a few daydreams about a, an accessible Google car or yeah. daydreams about winning the lottery <laughs> and we could suddenly afford for my husband to drive. Because people with my husband's disability can drive, but it's really expensive and, you know, it's mm-hmm. pretty mm-hmm. expensive for us. So I allow myself mm-hmm. some daydreams. So there's those days. But for me, the painful part about having a disability isn't the disability, it's how I'm treated. Oh, yeah it's, it's, yeah. it's walking into a job interview and knowing, you know, my husband had this. He, he went to a job interview and the way they looked at him when he walked in, well, drove his wheelchair into the room, he knew he wasn't getting the job. Oh. That's mm. the painful part for me about having a disability. Okay. Right. Right. And I guess I would have maybe experienced that if I was in a different phase of my life. Or oh, you'll experience I- it. <laughs> Or no, I was say, or, if, or if my gym owner did come to me and say, "Yeah, right, right. I, I don't think you're. How are you going to do this? I don't think you're going to be able to do this," and made it really difficult for me to do something I wanted to do. Yeah, and, all and because they, they that she wasn't she was unsure about it, right. not me. And here's here's yeah. what you know: in your hypothetical situation, would have made it even more painful is if you'd found another blind person doing the same thing you wanted to do, because that happens to people all the time. Yeah, yeah. I know that the employment issue is a huge issue um, in the disabled community. I, I, you know, just in the blind community in itself, and even in all the sub, you know, communities in the blind community, um, it's always a hot topic. It always is. And um, you know, I thought about you know, okay, when my you know my daughter's and you know going to be graduating high school, and yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, how many different you know can I teach at more gyms or whatever? But I thought, well. I want to do, maybe I want to do something different. And I do, I get a little stifled because I know, and I've heard the stories about the, the, um, the trouble that people run into when they do try to progress, um, and make a better life for themselves already disabled in in the employment world. And I'm thinking, oh, you know, gosh, you know, I'm, I'm, that's a scary thought because I've heard. Because I've heard, you know, kind of a thing. Um, and then, you know, I go into, well, what could I do? What could I do? What could I do? Luckily, I'm not at that point right now. And I, I try not to go there. Like I said, I try to stay where I'm at and make the best of what I'm doing now. And, you know, it's all working right now. Um, but, um, you know, you know, again, you don't know what the future holds. And um, 
what it is, the opportunities that come, they're going to come. And um, if I can create some opportunities, I hope that I can participate in them without prejudice, without um, having people doubting my abilities. And again, learning from folks like you, Tara, that um, there's <laughs> there's ways and there's um, there's ways to be in this life and, you know, have a really, really good life and um, have a full filling life um as a mom wife brother sister all of that stuff and um yeah who happens you know, to be blind or happens to have a disability yeah yeah exactly but but and, the hard the hard part and it never this is what's hard and it doesn't go away no matter how many skills you have and how adjusted you are is the crappy way that people will treat you yeah yeah that's that and, is and, uh, what ugh. ends up being really frustrating about yeah that's you know, and I can you get, over you, know, the, you get over the physical limitations. You find ways of adapting. Yeah. yeah like yeah. you're doing and like you'll continue to do. But but other people, <laughs> yeah. they don't believe that. They don't think you can do it. They don't want to hire you for the job that, you know, you've just two days ago spent an hour talking to some blind person that's doing it. I've, I've had that happen to me. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, yes. I can imagine that is really disheartening. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm totally. I don't mean to turn this <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Uh, should no, we, should no, we no. keep this? Do we keep this part in? <laughs> We're having conversation. We're having conversation. Yeah, we'll, you know, we'll, I mean, we'll this keep, is we'll only in. peeking into our phone call right now. Right. right? <laughs> so, um, I wanted to ask you your, your most recent blog post was, and this was, this was why I got in touch with you because I'm as a few people who I've interviewed can tell you, I'm, I'm kind of a nosy person. <laughs> and, um, so your blog post, I, it was on Twitter, and I read it, and that was why I wanted to talk to you, to have you um, talk about it and explain it. And and so, so talk about um, the comments you got, um, but you said that there was kind of a divide between people who liked it and who didn't like it. Talk, talk about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah, this, um, this, this blog that I put out, um, you know, I really thought it was writing, you know, from the, as I do all my blogs, I was kind of just writing about something that I thought was, you know, poignant and, and from the heart and, you know, just experiences of my life as, as somebody who's blind and unexpectedly blind and all of that. And, um, so I wrote this blog that was, you know, well, okay. It started off with to the child who has a blind parent. Okay. And I'm thinking about my kids. And I wrote about things that, you know, are my experiences with my, or my kids' experiences, things that they have told me um, how they have felt, or I knew they had felt, or that they have done, or they do. Um, I had my daughter even read it. She goes, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's, yeah, mom, you got it, you know, kind of a thing. And um, and I then I wrote, so I wrote these these, you know, maybe, I don't know, it was like 12 lines of, um, to the child who, um, you know, pick, goes to pick up their sibling because I, you know, we can't drive, um, to the child who feels frustrated with us, but doesn't know how to express it. Um, you know, things like that. Okay. Then at the very end, I wrote, um, to the blind child of a blind parent, there's something we want to tell you. And I kind of went in the form of, you know, I know this is what, not what you wanted, but it's what we now have. And, you know, 
thank you for doing some of the things that you do for me. And, you know, some of these things your friends don't have to do for their parents because I have a lot of sighted friends who are parents and I know their kids aren't doing some of the things my kids just now automatically do. Um, and I said, but, but you, I hope you see that asking for help is okay. That accepting help graciously is a good thing. And it's okay. And I hope that you are learning compassion, empathy, and kindness. Because they, they will be some of your biggest strengths as you grow as you grow in, you know, into the future. It was something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I love you and, and you know, blah, blah, blah. Whatever I said. XO, hug, love you, mom, whatever. Um, and, and, <laughs> and then, then you posted said, it. You know, <laughs> and then I posted it. And then you know what hit the fan <laughs> and um i was absolutely slammed unexpectedly um you know the first few were like oh maria this is so great you know gosh you know we didn't realize that this was what it was like and oh and maybe in a few oh i can totally relate this is my you know my kids blah blah, blah. and then came some real doozies <laughs> and they were whew, um they were they were hard they were very hard for me to read. They were, um, you know, they were, they were, all, they were mean. They were disrespectful. Yeah. They were using the F word. They were saying, how could I write a bunch of crap? I am telling lies. How dare I spread myths about blind parents? I mean, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. What, what just happened? And also, one of the other things that I, I didn't really understand was that my blog was going to be the cause of children to be taken away from their blind parents. And I was like, what? What in the world are you talking about? And I did my best to reply to some of these, you know, trying to take the high road, trying to keep professional, trying to keep, you know, on the up and up. But man, it was hard. And people came down on me like crazy. And they were, they were blind parents, but they're also children of blind parents um, who came at me as well. Um, so there was a big mixed bag. And if anybody goes to that blog, um, there are 68 comments. <laughs> and a thousand shares on Facebook. And a thousand plus. I remember saying, you, you got a thousand shares on Facebook. And you're like, not the kind of shares I wanted. <laughs> No, and they weren't. They weren't. Uh, honestly, I've had people go, oh, my God, that's so awesome. I go, no, no, no. This is not awesome. This, you know, and people go, yeah, but you got Girl Gone Blind out there. I go, if you think for one minute that I would write a blog just to stir up the blind community and get my name out there, you are, you are mistaken. I would rather have 25 shares with positive comments than a thousand shares with, you know, a lot of really bad negative comments any day. I mean, truly. And that comes from my heart. And so I had people threatening me. I had people sending me personal messages on Girl Gone Blind Facebook. I had people contacting me through my blog with nasty grams. Um, I mean, the daggers came out. The keyboard warriors, man, they were getting their practice in that day because they were typing away and just like vomiting all over. So anyway, because right, I, I Facebooked you and asked you to come on the podcast, and you're like, I'm happy to come on the podcast, but I'm not arguing about this blog. Yeah, I did. I'm like, oh, I, no, no, no. I am. I, I did. I told you, I'm not going to debate. I'm not going to debate my blog. I'm done with that. I was so over it. I just couldn't do it. Sure. And honestly, 
it really, it did hurt. It, it did hurt okay. a lot. It really did hurt. And I, you know, it beat me down. I mean, they did what they wanted to do. I mean, they did. They beat me down. Um, you know, I, I, I was feeling really unconfident in what I was trying to, you know, what I thought was okay. Um, but I, I, I'm a big girl. <laughs> I, you take the good with the bad. You learn from it. Super important. And move on. And I'll tell you what. I listened to these people. And so what I did was I refused to take the blog down. I was not going to let these people tell me what I can and can't put on my blog. It is my unexpected life that I'm writing about. So what I did do is I edited the blog. And I went in and I edited it. And I personalized it down more to be just me, my kids. And that's where I made the mistake. And I admitted that on my blog. I admitted that it was too generalized. And when my child read it, said, yep, mom, that's it. That's what it's like for us. That should have been my first clue. That's what it's like for us. But I don't know that it's like that for anybody else. Well, because I, I think, and I think that's, that... that's where I should have. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, that's where I should have gone. Bing, bing, bing. Light bulb, Maria. Hold on. Hold on. That's what it, again, that's what it's like for us. I can't speak for anybody else. Well, so, but I didn't catch that. I didn't catch that, which I wish I did. Well, <laughs> I, I think, I, I think you tapped into that when you are, um, blind from birth or when your parent has been blind from birth, it's a different experience than when you know nothing about blind people or as a child, you know nothing about having a blind parent, and all of a sudden, this is your life in a matter of eight months. And so, you know, growing up, I have six siblings. I have mm. had only two of them ever trust me to watch their children. Mm. And I have sat there and watched those siblings try and find babysitters, but they never asked me. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. We have had you know as a blind community we've had people take our children from us i remember telling you that and you had no clue <laughs> what people take the no. kids from blind parents Seriously. why would you do that <laughs> i i i mean i'm really still really shocked about that yeah i really, really am i really am and i'm like why i mean that's when people were saying that i'm like why in the world would anyone take a child away from a blind parent i just i was like why would they do that because again i'm thinking i'm a pretty competent parent I'm blind now. I'm pretty confident. And what I don't, and I, and I think I did say to somebody, I don't remember what it was. I said, if you are, you know, a crack whore and you happen to be blind, yeah, maybe there's a problem there. <laughs> right. But if you're a decent parent, I don't understand why social services would come in and say, I think that this home may be unfit. I just don't, I don't, I'm, I really didn't know. I really yeah. didn't. Yeah, sure. Of course. I mean, how yeah. you've, you've only been at this for three years. How would you? And, um, uh, and, yeah, and, and it would never occur to me. It would right. just never occur to me. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I mean, like I said, if you were uh, a drug addict and skid row and the whole thing, I mean, yeah, that's some uh, outside circumstances, but, um, yeah. And I was reading on another, uh, forum, this one gal was, she was going to court to, to prove she was a fit mother. This was in the UK, but part of me was like, why, how did she end up in court? Trying to did you did you read about the couple in Missouri? Have you ever read that story? No, I haven't. Their mm -hmm. baby was in the hospital. The mom asked a question about nursing. 
because the baby turned blue and the mom could tell. I'll, Marie turned blue, man. I mean, when you, when you first start nursing, you don't know. You wonder how the human race managed to survive this long. Yeah. And the, yeah. the mom asked a question about nursing. Her baby got taken away for it. See, I, I just don't. That's to me. I, again, maybe that's something I need. You know, again, put it on the list. That is something that, I mean, when these people were like, like you don't know, you know, we stand up for this and we do this. Well, now that I know that, I would, I'm on board, man. Well, yeah, want, no, and I, I think, I know? think that's what, I think, I think that's the difference between, you know, um, growing up with a disability. Yeah. A large yeah. part of your life is you are always trying to prove yourself and your competence to a whole ton of people that just don't believe it. Yeah. Yeah. And, but, but what you have when you have a disability later in life is you have this whole thing that just gets thrown at you that you didn't ask for and you're trying to figure out what to do with it. And so yeah. there, there were a couple of entries that I thought were really poignant and I wanted you to tell some stories about them. One of them that I loved um, was where you talked about to, to the children who aren't embarrassed by my disability and you... When we talked the other day, you had the most beautiful story about your daughter insisting on you taking a picture with your cane. Tell, tell that story. I love that story. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I was at one of her concerts. You know, I, like I said, I, I try and go to, you know, all of them. And um, I had my cane out because there's always tons of people, tons of parents walking around, you know, um, the, the school grounds. You know, it was at the, it was at the theater there at, at our high school. And I know, I know it's it's good and it's in a crowded area. I should have my cane out. You know, I will admit sometimes I don't use it if I'm in a really familiar area. Like I don't use it in my house or around my, you know, around my home. Right. I don't either. Um, but <laughs> I had, yeah, I had it out because you know, yeah, people don't know that I'm visually impaired blind and you know, people are busy and a lot of people in my community just, they're not, they're, they're a different culture and they just, they, they won't pay attention to it. But anyway, no, sorry. So I had the cane out. Concert's over. I love, you know, just a little photo just to get the moment, you know, the whole thing. And so my friend was going to take the picture and I said, oh, wait, wait, wait. And I had my cane and I, and I said, let me, and I put my cane in my hand and I put it in behind my daughter, you know, to, she goes, wait, mom, mom, why do, where's your cane? I go, oh, it's behind. It's, you know, I put it behind us. No, no, no. Put it in front. Your cane's cool. And I'm like, oh, and so I, I brought my arm around and I had my cane in the photo. And that was a moment where I thought, she isn't embarrassed. Yeah. She's cool with it. All of her friends are seeing me with it. And she's, again, she's like, yep, that's my mom. What do you got to say about it? You know, kind of a thing. I love that story. And, and, you know, and she was maybe 15 at the time, maybe a year into this. And, um, and so actually I have, I did put the picture on one of my blogs where I talk about, you know, you know, again, trying to accept more of the cane and because that's a whole hard thing as well. Yeah. Um, you know, for when you're, you know, again, the whole world sees you with that one and all of a sudden, oh, Maria's got a cane. What's that mean? And, um, so yeah, it was, it kind of melted my heart a little bit and thought, yeah, She's okay. You know, she's going to be okay too. Not just me. She's going to be okay too. So yeah, that was really, really cool. So, um, you know, and I, so I did, like I said, I did use that photo for one of my blogs cause I thought it was important yeah, to I, show I both that. of us together. 
I love really that story because there's a there's a stigma, like it or not, there's a stigma attached to disability. There's a stigma attached to using a wheelchair. I get so angry when people say wheelchair bound. I just, oh, it makes me so ticked because mm. it's my husband's mm. power wheelchair that allows him to have a job and to yeah. do, you know, <laughs> we would not be functioning if my husband didn't use a wheelchair. He's no more bound to his wheelchair than somebody is to their legs. And but but there's a stigma with Braille, there's a stigma with a cane, and I love it. I love the story. I love your daughter for... Yeah, um, she's pretty cool. She wrote it. She ended up, she actually, speak, you know, still speaking about my blog, she actually asked if she could write a blog. She could be a guest, she could be my first guest blogger. And I'm like, absolutely, what are you going to write? And I told her, I said, look, absolutely, I would love for you to write something. And she's a pretty good writer. I said, absolutely. And I go, and... And I go, and I won't change anything. You can write anything you want. No, seriously, I said, I'm, we're three years in now. You know, I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm good. Um, and, you know, my kids have had to do a lot of work themselves, you know, mentally. Um, and, which is a good thing. It's a good thing. Got to, you know, get help if you need it. And she wrote this blog. And I, edit, I published it the way she wrote it. And she talks about, what it was like to be a young teenager and have her mom lose her vision and about her emotional journey um, and how now we're, we're really close. We have a lot of inside jokes, you know, a lot of it's word and language and laughs um, because we can't have that little, oh, you give me that little eye, you know, the look right, of the wink, right. wink in the eye, you know, not that, but we have a lot of, of, of vocal inside things now. And, um, and, you know, she's really a good, I'm really, really proud of her. She, in fact, she just got chosen to speak at her high school graduation um, as to represent the senior class and stand up there next to the salutatorian, valedictorian and all of that. Um, she kind of is representing like, you know, the, the class as a whole. And I'm thinking, you know, wow, she starts high school as a freshman at, at 14. I get diagnosed the same month. I, I literally am dealing with my vision loss as she's starting high school and now she's ending her four years and high school is not easy for kids. It's no. not easy, <laughs> you know, adolescence and all of that stuff and girl drama and boy drama and oh my gosh. And then you add, oh, and by the way, my mom is losing her vision and I have to rework a lot of things to make high school work for her as smoothly as I want it to. And now she's going to end this ride on stage talking to the senior class. And I could not be more proud of her. And please check out her blog because it's, it's really good. And it comes from her point of view and her heart. And um, I was so proud to publish it for her. And, um, you know, I'm real proud. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll link, I'll link to that in the show descriptions. So one of the things that you ended with was, um, t you know, to the, uh, to the children of blind parents, you know, for protecting us. Oh and yeah, that that blog that that <laughs> that, that got everybody ticked. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, so back to that one. <laughs> so so what what I initially thought was, wait, what? I do not want my children taking a you know getting hit by a car for me because they can see it and I can't. What a minute! And then I went, I don't think that's what she's saying. After I talked to you, I went, okay, I get what you're saying. You were talking about what? Well, talk about talk about what you meant. Okay, so, um, and, and, and after we did talk, I, I, I did a lot of thinking about it, too. I mean, I still think about this blog. It's still on my mind. <laughs> um, I mean, really, it still is. And maybe that's just the kind of person I am. Um, and I admit it to you, um, I lost sleep over it. I know. I, I cried over it. I, you know, 
because that's how much I believe and how my I really truly want my blogs to be a good thing, not a bad thing. And so the the line you're talking about is um um for my child for the child who feels the need to protect us because we're blind. Okay. So what I did not mean was I didn't mean for our child one to take the you know to get hit by the car so we don't um, or wrap us in bubble wrap so the you know so we don't hurt ourselves and and all of that. What I meant was um, that the need for the child to protect us because we're the parent we're blind and they want the whole world to be cool with it. Yeah, um, and you, you tell they, this great story about your daughter in science class, yeah. which was totally. So that was. I love that story. Yeah, which was. <laughs> it was so classic, um, and and this is one of the ways. Um, and I also wrote on there, you know, for the for the child who ignores the people who stare at us when I'm walking with my cane, because people do look. Oh, my yeah. little nephew's my little nephew who is 11 has actually said, Auntie Maria, you know, you know that person's looking at us. I'm like, yeah, so well, oh well, okay, what are we gonna <laughs> do about it? And I, you know, he kind of said, does it bother you? And I'm all. And I told them the truth. I go, it used to bother me, but it, I can't let it bother me anymore. I, I really can't. This is what I this is what I have to do. And and he was helping me, and it was so cute. And because he wanted to help me, it was so adorable. But anyway, another story. So my daughter is in science class in high school, and on the wall there's a poster of a girl with big black sunglasses on. I'm sure totally unattractive, and a white cane. And the saying on the poster says. This is Susie. Susie wasn't wearing her safety goggles in science class. Mm. So basically, Susie's now blind. And my daughter was so just really, really annoyed and, and taken back by this poster, which I'm curious if she probably wouldn't have thought twice about it before if, if this didn't happen. Sure. Um, and she said, she goes, you know what, I'm, I don't like that poster up there. And nobody knew why, you know. And so she told the teacher, I don't like that poster up there because, you know, my mom's blind. And my mom's not blind because she didn't have her safety goggles on in class. And she goes, so I really would like, you know, she really would like like that poster taken down. And um, they took the poster down. And, um, and I'm glad because, you know, I didn't want that blaring in my daughter's face either. Um, and especially as she's trying to, you know, come to grips with and adjust to having me um, using a cane and the whole thing. And again, that was, that was kind of standing up for, you know, what, <clears throat> when you're confronted with, with people who are uneducated about blind people. And I, again, I'm learning that too, is that's what they're trying to protect me from. They're trying to protect me from maybe the stigma, maybe from people who are assuming things about blind people again. I'm learning the lessons, assuming things about blind people um, that aren't true, that never would happen. Like, that would, that's never going to happen or something like that. Those things aren't going to happen or derogatory comments about, you know, like, you know, you'd have to be either blind or dumb to have that happen. Right. Well, my, right. You know, those things piss my daughter off. I mean, she, and she, sometimes I wish she had a better filter, but. She goes, she goes right at them. She goes right at them. Yeah. And I, I, she probably learned it from me because another story that happened, I was in line with a girlfriend going to a concert for my son at his college down San Diego state. And we were, my my friend drove, of course. So I was paying for the parking. Mm -hmm. So we were waiting to go get a little ticket out of a little parking meter thing. And there was a woman there with, I don't know, with, I could hear her voice, but 
couple other people, I don't know. And she couldn't work the ticket machine thing. You, you know, you stick a $2 in or your credit card or something. And she's like, oh, oh my God, am I blind or what? But I cannot figure this thing out. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. And I hit my, hit my friend and go, did she just say that? And I had my cane out and I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it, Terry. I said, well, as a matter of fact, I am blind, but I could probably work it. <laughs> I'm like, oh. Then I go, oh, my God, did I just say that? <laughs> I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. I was, oh, my gosh, Maria, shut your mouth. And I'm telling you, crickets, crickets. <laughs> and now, if I didn't have my cane out, would she, you know, I don't think she even saw me to, you know, obviously yeah, I was in sure. line, but I was pretty close. Um, you know, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, but again, it's like, really? So again, it was just something that she blurted out. I mean, people say that all the time, like, God, why are you blind? Or, oh, I'm blind. as You know, it is a term that's used as a, you know, just as a, you know. It's a, used a, as a derogatory term and it's painful. Yeah, and it does, and it does, and it does, and you know, and I do have people that will say stuff like that. Then, like, then they're like so crazily apologetic, and I want to say like, okay, hey, it's fine, and you know, don't worry, you know, it's okay, I was okay, but you know, if you know you're looking at me and you say, "What are you blind as a bat?" Like, really? But I've had people where maybe I didn't have my cane out, and and it did happen to me. Um, I was looking at something, and I asked the lady, I "Go, can you look at this for me?" Because I couldn't tell some color. She goes. Oh, honey, without my glasses, I'm blind as the bat. I'm all, oh, well, I am the bat. <laughs> but nothing on me indicated I was blind. So, you know, yeah. I, I do have a little bit of, you know, like, uh, she didn't know. Um, and, but she got quiet myself. And, um, but again, you know, uh, just like anything, you need, you need to, you know, people just sometimes don't watch what they say. And... You know, other times, you know, I'm lenient enough to say, you know, even if they say, well, you know what they say, out of sight, out of mind. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Well, that's, I mean, some of my, just some of my favorite, some of my no, favorite stories, no. um, some of my favorite stories I've heard from, from blind parents are, are the times when their kids, one of my favorite ones was from the blind parent email list. And this, this uh, lady had gone to the doctor and her daughter um, was waiting in the waiting room and she was coloring and the nurse came up and she said, are you going to help your mommy on the scale? And the daughter says, no, I'm busy. She'll do it herself. She doesn't need me or something like that. And the mom was like, yes, because <laughs> I think, I think that is one thing that we hope awesome. as parents with disabilities is that our, our children learn, they learn compassion and they get it. They, they understand disability and they understand that we're capable and that we're their parents. And I think I think I think that's what you yeah. I think that's what you meant by 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 protect, which caused such a fear. And the- that's that's what I meant by protect. I meant to protect that. It's like my mom. Um, um, uh, my mom can do it. So back off. Or right. the people. Or if I couldn't do something again, because I'm in the learning stages and all of that, that they would protect and say, um, you know what you know what, I'm going to help my mom because that's what I'm going to do. And it wasn't by taking the hitting, you know, getting the car. It wasn't by putting her arms around me and making sure I didn't move. Um, <laughs> it wasn't anything like, it wasn't anything like that. I think it's just a child, um, you know, maybe an older child's nature that, you know, 
as much as we want to protect our kids and keep them safe and, and support them, you know, our kids want to do the same thing, um, you know, uh, when they realize what that's all about kind of a thing. But to protect me from, um, again, not for say being hit by a car, but to keep me from harm in other ways where it, it may hurt my feelings or, um, you know, take me down, you know, two steps backwards when I've just gotten five steps ahead, you know, that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it, it, by no way did I mean by wrap me in bubble wrap and please, I hope nobody does that. Cause you know, that would suck. <laughs> right. But, um, no, it, it didn't mean that at all because my kids truly will be like, get in the car, mom. I go, I know, I know I'm riding the handle. Oh my God, mom, how many times, you know, <laughs> trust me, <laughs> they, um, my daughter will, you know, like, mom, just go feel it. Come on. Go, just go feel it. Then you'll see what it's like or a shirt or whatever it sure. is. I'm like, just, oh, no, just tell me what is it? Go feel it, mom. I'm not telling you what it is. I mean, then that could be the sassy teenager coming out. But again, it's like, fine. And I go do it myself, you know, kind of a thing. Yeah, so, you let kids um, understand and, you and, and, and know that you're, sounds like your kids are, they understand you and they know you're just as capable. And they, and they believe in you, and, which is and a they beautiful, play, important they, thing. You know, they do. And my daughter, she'll want me to take a picture of her. And so sometimes she'll set it up, like she'll stand by a tree, and she'll set it up to be by the tree because, you know, I can't see the screen. And <laughs> um, and then I'll hold it right like there, and then she goes, okay, Mom, I believe in you. I believe in you. Press the button. I believe in you. And it, it's it's a joke now, kind of. But, you know, I'm like, okay, I got it. I got it, you know, and I'll do it. And she'll be like, oh, you cut my head off. <laughs> Well, you believed in me, you know, so, you know, what? and my kids do believe in me, and the last line that I wrote, and I wrote several things about, whether it was about driving, whether it was about um, uh, quickly trying to throw a sweater on, and maybe I didn't pay attention to where the tag was, and it's inside out, and we're rushing out the door, and I'm like, and they're like, mom, mom, your sweater's on inside out, I'm like, oh, dang it, yeah, somebody because, accused because you're, not because... knowing where the themes were, I'm all, Really? Well, yeah, but you know, I mean, I I think I think that's another thing that um, I think sometimes when you have been blind your whole life, you forget is that you end up learning these little things that you don't even think about because you've done them your whole life, and so I don't think it's fair to not be patient with the people who, who have it been is. at this for three years and who are who are who are learning it. You know, it takes it takes time. You don't you don't Thank lose you. your sight and suddenly fly on a plane to New York. It doesn't work that way. No, no. And you don't just reach in and grab a shirt and go put it on and go, yeah, it's all good. Um, and, and, you know, I know to, I know to feel for the themes of themes, seams. I know to feel for the seams. I don't always rely on the tag because so many things now are tagless. Again, you wouldn't really realize that unless you were looking for a tag. Um, and, you know, and sometimes I, I do, okay, I've got it right now. And I get it on the wrong way. And it's the weirdest thing. It's almost like someone's playing like a sick joke on me or something. But um, again, I know how to do it. It's just making it a habit and making it something that just, you know, gets a little easier along the way. That's all. And, you know, yeah. I, I am kind of grateful my kid told me I don't want to be in the store and I have my sweater on inside out. Thank you, child, for telling me. Now, <laughs> The one other thing I want to say about this blog is there's two, well there's two more things. <coughs> is the last line I wrote was thank you to my child who thinks I'm pretty badass for never giving up on myself hmm. after being diagnosed with LHON during a busy life. And you know what? 
thank God they didn't give up on me. And thank God they helped me not give up on myself. Um, Because they easily could have given up on me. They easily could have given up on themselves, you know, gone off the deep ends themselves, as could I have. And, um, And again, that's what I've learned on this blog. Born blind, losing vision at a later age, completely different ball games. You know, I don't want to play, you know, I don't want to mix up the games. You know, there's some similarities, but I don't want to mix up the games. And I did not mean to mix up the games at all. And I never will again. Trust me. (laughs) Um, I don't have to be told twice or three times or 17 times with the with the with with the with the dagger out. So I I get that. But I just really appreciate your um, your being willing to talk about it because I I I know that it raised a, a ruckus, but I. Um, there was so much about your yeah. story. I read your blog that was just, you know, your whole blog put together was beautiful. It's it's somebody who's had, you know, a big thing happen to them. You've lost um, your sight. It's your major sense, and you're working on putting your life back together. And that doesn't just happen overnight. Um, did yeah. you did you want to talk about any of the comment, other comments, or other posts, or anything? Well, that you know, I don't. You know what? I don't. It's been a while since I read them because I kind of just don't go back and read them on purpose because I really, it really bums me out. I mean, it really did bum me out. And I, you know, I know there was some really hurtful ones, but there were some really kind and supportive ones as well. And, and, and then the people who were commenting were getting into it with each other, like (laughs) replying to each other's comment. I'm like, Oh, what have I done? What have I done now? The one thing that I wasn't aware of, um, was that, there was some hoopla going over on another website called Reddit. Now, I don't have a Reddit. I don't go on Reddit, whatever. Well, a friend of mine saw it and sent it over to me. Thanks a bunch. I really wish I had known that it was there because I would have chimed in. But um, it was another gentleman who, and this, you know, again, it, it just it just kind of escalated. He actually made a comment on my blog. Um, it it, you know his name. It's Jonathan. Yeah, Jonathan um, Milton. He's, his yes. interview is oh. in my archives. <laughs> yes, and I meant to listen to that one too because I want to listen to that. Because um, I really would love to get to know him better. But, you know, you know, it's good end of the story here. So, anyway, someone sent me the link and I was just like, oh, no, God, listen, look at this. But basically what happened was is that he wrote a comment on my blog, but because it was so long, it got put in my spam filter. Okay, didn't know that. I... I don't ever check my spam filter. I figure, I don't know. I don't check my spam. So it never got, so he had said in his blog, I, I wanted to, I wrote a comment on her blog, but it didn't get approved. So I figured I'll just write it here. So I'm like, what? I never saw that name. I, 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 I mean, I literally was calling my other administrator who helps me. I'm, I'm like, search this out. Where's this right. comment? She's like, it's not there. It's not there. And then she knew enough to go in the spam folder, and there it was. So two things about Jonathan's thing was he was very constructive with his thoughts on my blog. He was respectful. He was exp- he explained things, and I learned from the things he said. Um, he didn't have the daggers out. He didn't tell me to F off. What Jonathan did do, which I thought was admirable and I appreciated it, was he actually did a little addendum to his original blog and said, I wanted to write this because Maria 
Um, I commend Maria on going in and editing her blog. It, you know, kudos to her. And her blog reads much better now. Um, and he went on and was very complimentary and said, losing vision at a later age has got to be devastating. And, and, and that and I, is what Maria is going through. And I think um, that we forget that as people who have been blind our whole lives. I think we and have a tendency to and just the same for us who lose vision, we've never thought twice about it. What it's what it would be like to never have vision. So, um, and all the things that you would have already learned at a very young age that we're learning now, you know, old dog new tricks right here. Um, <laughs> you know, we never put that. We never think about it that way either. But that's Tara. Thank you for having that open mind. And you know, again trying to open up other minds by your podcast with other folks. Well, I'm, I'm nosy. <laughs> hey, I, I, and, I, and I'm a tell-all, too. So we're a perfect pair because I'll tell you anything. I need to move on. Um, I, I, I have a few other draft blogs in the works. Honestly, I was a little gun-shy. You know, I was like, oh, if I put this out, is someone... Now I'm like, I hope they don't read it the wrong way. And, you know, I got to get past that. I really have to get past that. Because if people do go back and read my other blogs, they're going to read my sense of humor. They're going to yeah, read I'm where I'm coming from and all of that. And I hope that people do. I, I, you know, whether you're not, I don't care. But I hope that they do. And by being on your podcast as well and, and being able, you and I talking things out and both of us getting to understand each other's world, I think is so fantastic and huge and great and i i appreciate you reaching out to me and like i said my first gamut was she's gonna she's gonna debate me on my blog and she's gonna beat me down because i was in that mode i was i was you know i was getting every time i clicked open my my blog and i saw more comments i didn't want to read them that's how it bad it got but you know you know again like celebrities get over it right you know <laughs> celebrities get past the the trash magazines and and you know what okay all right fine um my but you know just add a little spice to my blog i'm moving on and i've done actually they're the third podcast i've done since that blog um and but i love being on podcasts and i've actually reached out to some podcasters in the past and you know i've heard from some not from others or whatever because i think it's a great forum i think it's a great way to have conversation and to get you know some good good stuff out there and um i appreciate you reaching out to me and I'm I'm glad it, I'm glad it wasn't just a roasting session <laughs> no I don't know it was just I'm glad it was just conversation between two people who are blind at different times in their life but we're both moms we want the best for our kids we want the love and support from not only our friends and family but our children and um you know we're just you know we're just we want to live life to the fullest no matter what stage of life we're at that's that's really what it's about yeah absolutely well I um I, I appreciate your being willing to talk about it because I know that it was, I, um, <laughs> it didn't, didn't end up being a fun time for you. And I appreciate no, your being no. and I, open I hope that people listening, wanted to give you know, a chance to talk about yeah, it. I do. And thank you. And thank you. And I hope that the people listening to this will kind of have another outlook and go, she's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that's what I go, she that's didn't cool. mean any, you know, she didn't mean any harm. And, 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 and also I didn't, I wasn't educated in the, in the areas that you know it caused the ruckus in and um but now i am so i actually have them to thank in a way <laughs> for educating me you know i i do and um and i need to keep that in mind to keep my mind you know 
to keep me sane as well. Um, that they did educate me. Well, there's <laughs> a nice way to educate, not- and there's a mean way to educate. I mean, it's- I know, I know, I know. And even Jonathan said, "Wow, he was even taken back." Because I did contact him on Twitter because I thought, man, I need to get in touch with this guy because I wanted to talk to him and say, hey, I'm not that, I'm not, you know, I'm a good guy. I'm a good girl here. And um, so I did. I I sent him a direct message on Twitter and um, we had a little conversation back and forth and he says, yeah, you know, let's definitely talk sometime. But he agreed. He goes, you know, wow. Yeah. Some of them are pretty brutal. And where has the civility gone, you know, in this world? And he, he agreed a bit on, on some of the comments. And um, so, you know, at least I know that, hey, I, you know, other people felt that maybe some of them were a little over the top. And, um, you know, it it shocked, it shocked even people who were like, wow, I agree. But holy cow, <laughs> did you have to go that far? So anyway, but I appreciate letting me talk about it and touching base on it a bit. And I'm, you know, um, you know, to calm, calm the storm, calm the nerves, um, calm the angry minds. And, um, I, you know, again, I meant no harm. Yeah. Course. Well, and I, I thought there were some really um, beautiful, poignant things in there. Um, well, thank, about, about, thank you. You know, kids not, you know, being embarrassed and laughing at your blind jokes and all of that kind of stuff. Because I, I hope when my yeah. daughters are teenagers, they'll do the same thing. Oh, well, thank you so much, Tara. Thank you. So, um, I've got, I've got. Three final questions. One, two of them might be slightly redundant, but we'll see. Okay. So, um, if somebody was listening to this in a very similar situation to yours, what is a piece of advice you would give them? A piece of advice I would give somebody would be um, piece of advice that I give to people that I, I talk to all the time. Um, I speak with people who are new into the LHON community um, who are just recently diagnosed and you know, are kind of in that area of, oh my gosh, what's happening? And I get thrown them, you know, my way and we get on the phone and it's in the early stages of losing your sight at a later age. And and this could be in your twenties. It could be in your fifties, sixties. I want them to know that going through, if you want to call it the grieving process or going through being angry, upset, depressed, sad, is normal and it's okay to go through that and I don't think anybody should try to stuff it down make it go away um, and not feel that because that's what I did for a long time and it got me nowhere I couldn't I, I almost couldn't move forward because I was too busy trying to stuff down and stay in control of all of the feelings that were bubbling up because of what I was going through. So my advice is to, is to please feel those feelings. I, I just republished one of my blogs. It's called Welcome to the Storm, Holding on Tight While I, Lo- While I Lose My Sight. Mm-hmm. And what it is is it's a rough storm. But you got to stay in the storm, hold on tight. Go through it. Feel those feelings. They have to be gone through because then the light will start to shine as the storm dissipates. And then you come out and you're, you know, you're stronger. The light's brighter, you know, mentally. Um, and that light's going to help, you know, kind of guide you, you know, now, you know, from that point on. Um, and not saying there's not going to be another moment like that or another day or two or three days. But those storms do get less. 
and you can handle them better as time goes on. And time is a great healer. But don't discount the feelings that you have. And don't let anybody tell you you're not allowed to feel those feelings and buck up and come on and, you know, don't let it get you down. And, you know, it could be worse. And you know what? To us at that moment, it is the worst thing that could happen. And you know what? Let us feel it. And I want people to know it's okay to feel feel those feelings um, in those early stages. And it's okay. And you'll get through it because I, you know, I mean, I have and, and I still have them. But you know what? I'm speaking from experience. I'm not just talking a bunch of, you know, hoot nanny. I, I've been through it heavily. So that's the advice I give to most people is if they want to cry, go ahead and cry. And they, they'll cry right on the phone with me. And I, I just listen. And that's, you know, it's because it's okay. And crying doesn't mean you're weak. Crying will make you stronger in the end. It really does. My final um, two questions are, what is blindness to you? What, after, after three years of this, what does blindness mean to you? You know, I thought about something the other day. Is that um, blindness to me is that it allows... Blindness to me is seeing is seeing things, um, okay, you might have to edit this, but blindness to me is seeing things on a whole nother level, like a whole nother level. When you have vision, you, you see things very quickly, you double check things with your eyes, with your eyesight, and move on. When you're blind, I think you take more moments to actually look at things with without sight. And you you actually can get more out of situations or people or landscapes, as I'd like talked about the beach, by with with blindness than you can with sight. And I know that sounds weird, and it sounds weird coming out of my mouth, but that is truly what I am learning, and I'm still, I'll be learning that for a long time. I, I really, really will. Um, that ocean seemed more gorgeous in my mind than it probably really was, hmm. um, because I wanted it to be. I think I wanted it to be. So, um, if that makes sense, is that things, things... Um, can be so much more brighter and beautiful um, because of blindness than they were when you could see them. Yeah, I, I do see what you mean. I mean, I was thinking about yeah. the times when I've had, um, a lot of times going to a museum is a boring, tantalizing experience for me because I can sort of see there's mm -hmm. something there, but they ain't going to let me touch it. And yep. the times when I go and there's somebody who gets it and somebody who opens up the museum to me and lets me look at it, I, I'll never, I never forget those experiences. They're just some of my most treasured memories. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. And, um, yeah, it, it just brings it into a whole nother level is, is like I said, it just brings it to a whole nother level. Awesome. Well, my last question is mm -hmm. what is the most important or one of the most important lessons that you've learned on this journey that you'd want to pass on to other people? One of the most important things I've learned on this journey <clears throat> is that I am, I'll tell you, I am way stronger 
mentally than I ever thought I was. I am, I, I am more resilient than I thought I was because I've had to be and I didn't know I was. Um, I, I mean, I've had to dig so deep into my soul like down where all the glowy fish are. I mean, we're talking down where they have species in the ocean that have never been discovered. That's how deep I've had to go to find the strength to get through some of my days. I mean, seriously. And maybe that's way more emotional than, than some of the listeners have ever had to go or deeper than, um, not as deep, but that's where I had to go. And <clears throat> I had to go find, you know, strength I never knew was there. And I had to bring it out full on to get me through some of these really, really tough times when I was trying to come to grips with what's been, what had been going on. And that's what I've learned is that I am way stronger than I ever thought I was. And like I said, we're not talking physically because I do that in the gym, but I'm talking mentally. And man, if I can handle this, I can handle probably some pretty big stuff. And that's what I've learned. Thank you for joining us on Ability Stories. Please review this podcast in iTunes. To comment on this episode, please go to abilitystories.podbean.com. If you have any show ideas or would like to be a guest on Ability Stories, send an email to abilitystories at gmail.com. And thanks for listening.